Hello, everybody, and welcome to the October 2020 edition of Astro Numerology. I'm Talia Dute, one half of the Astro Twins, and I'm here with Felicia Bender, the practical numerologist of FeliciaBender.com, and our official numerologist at AstroStyle.com. Felicia, here we are again, tracking the year. And how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Tracking the stars, the planets, and the numbers. This this and for numbers. October. So here we are. Tenth month. And, it, and, you know, last month, September, if, for everyone who tuned in, you are probably dealing with a lot after this karmic... Uh, month for you've always said that September is kind of when your personal year that you're going through, like it all kind of culminates, like your lessons for the entire year. Um, and it, and you know the planets in in September were super heavy too. We had Mars going retrograde and all these squares happening. Um, a lot of lot of aspects, a lot of intensity. So. Do things lighten up in October or what what can we look forward to? Is is it a page turner? Do we get to start fresh in any way? Or what 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 do the numbers say, Felicia? Well, absolutely um all of the above. <laughs> How about that? Uh let's just well, leave it at good that. News. We're done. Okay. No, I'm, I'm, all right, I'm, bye everyone. Bye, Great everyone. to be with you. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun with that. You know, it's your grab bag for the for the month of October. Well, let's look at because <laughs> we'll bring in, we'll pull in some of the astrology as we go, as we always do. And yet numerologically speaking, um, October is a number one month because it's October is 10 and we take the one and the zero, add it together and get a one. So, uh, it's a one month, just uh, flat out as a month itself. And yet what's, what's even better to do in terms of the specificity for what we're dealing with each year is to add the universal year to, to it, to make a universal month. So, if, if uh, those of you who've been listening, we know that we're in a four universal year. It's two, uh, 2020 is two plus zero, two plus zero equals four. So four plus one equals five. So on the one hand, we have October, which is a one, which is all about initiation. It's an open door. It's a new chapter for all of us on that base base level. And yet, um, and yet I, I would really like to focus on that five universal month because okay. the five in numerology is all about uh, freedom. <laughs> That's the kind of key word. And yet this has a full spectrum kind of um, meaning and experience to it when it shows up numerologically speaking, because what I also want to kind of do a little sidebar is that next year in 2021, we will be moving from our four universal year into a five universal year. So for those of you who enjoy this kind of, this kind of thing, this kind of game in our minds, <laughs> to think about how October is kind of feeling across the board, feeling globally, and then get a little bit of a preview for what's going to be coming up in 2021 overall uh, for, for our um, universal year. And that is an umbrella energy that we all feel globally um, that, okay. that, that happens. So really the thematic here is change, is uncertainty, 
is is really delving. It's going to feel October, I dare say. Let's see what people say after it's over. We'll ask all of you out there for your <laughs> for your for your reports. Um, it's it's really the key themes I I say I would say are really about breaking free of old paradigms, of old systems, of old structures. Because if See, we, that sounds good before an election. I, I like the sound of that. The sound of it sounds good, but it's not without its trepidation, right? Because if we think about it, this whole four universal year has been about foundations, about structure. And yet what I'm finding, and let's I'll ask you if you agree, it's about finding that this foundation is no longer viable. It is, it is, it is crumbling, right? Well, that's exactly, yeah, it totally uh, jives with the astrology of this year, because um, for those of you who have our 2020 uh, horoscope guide or just have been following along, Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto are together in Capricorn, old world, structural, you know, systematic Capricorn, which is a lot like that four energy. Now, Saturn is the ruler of Capricorn, so it's very entrenched. But Pluto's transformational energy and Jupiter exposes all of it. So as these planets are mixing and mingling, we've had three Jupiter-Pluto mashups where they're exactly conjunct this year on April 4th, June 30th, and one more on November 12th. And that's like shining a light and exposing all the all the shit that's, you know, it's like all the stuff that's buried in Pluto's vault. We've had to look at, we're doing shadow work individually as a country, you know, I mean, we're dealing with our historical issues of, you know, slavery and how that has created systemic racism. So all of the, you know, that's only one example of how our economy has built and like the, the division of class that's getting, greater and greater. So, you know, it's all kind of chickens coming home to roost uh, as we examine the foundation. But there's this Aquarian energy coming in too. So Saturn was in Aquarius for a little while from, and Saturn is the, is the ancient ruler of Aquarius before Uranus was discovered by telescope. And, and that was assigned to Aquarius. So it's funny because Aquarian energy has a mix of like old and new. Aquarius is ruled by conventional Saturn and revolutionary um, Uranus, which is why sometimes Aquarians can be very uptight and suddenly shock you uh, with their experimental ideas. Now, I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but we'll get back to the numerology in a second. But this is to say that I think of Aquarian energy as a lot more like that five coming in. We had Saturn in Aquarius, March 21st to July 1st, which is when all the protests really, you know, sparked up around the world and we mobilized around Black Lives Matter. We're going to have Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius meeting for this great conjunction. It only happens every 20 years on December 21st. So we're and then they'll be in Aquarius for almost, you know, Saturn will be in Aquarius till March 7th, 2023 at the end of this year. Jupiter is in Aquarius for most of next year. So we're we're really moving towards that unprecedented change, but also like 
clash of the old and new. So do you feel like that's coming numerologically? Like this four year is is this, we're really looking at these trenchant systems, but also now in October, what's the five going to do? Is it going to be a bit like that revolutionary Aquarius upheaval or... I don't know. What do you think? I would dare say it is. Um, and it's funny because that four energy is very Capricornian in so far as it's also looking at, at, at family. And I use quotes around that, but that could mm. be ancestral um, wounding. Um, so it's, it, it's all in alignment as you and I both love about numerology and astrology it's all it all moves together very it uh, does with, with like synchronized swimmers right it's very very uh, beautiful that way and so yes i would say that october the basic container here and that's a good u- word to use because we're going to need a little bit of a container <laughs> you always yeah. need a bit of a container uh, when you're working with five energy because it is very, uh, it is very frenetic. It's very, mm. it's it's kind of like this bouncing, frenetic energy where you've got so many things coming at you, like the meteor shower. That it's uh, the, the part of the point is to to deal with it all, but to deal with it all productively right? Hmm. So it's, I call the five kind of the ADHD number. It it brings in this kind of no filter, you know, and I think that uh, all of us are going to be feeling it really intensely in October. Uh, Even though the, the, the election is in a U.S. election in the U.S., it does, it does affect all of us globally. Um, So it can't be underestimated that even if, if you're not a, in, in the U.S. or a U.S. citizen doing the voting and being there, it does have ramifications for, for oh, all of, of us. And, um, and so it is going to obviously be a volatile time. There's going to be so much information, I think, coming into play uh, that is just going to, again, be like a firestorm of information. It's going to be hard to, to dissect where to land, Right. Which is totally exactly what's happening astrologically to the nodes, the lunar nodes, which are the points where eclipses are happening, um, are in Gemini and Sagittarius. Gemini is kind of that. And those are both the media communication signs. Um, We have eclipses that began uh, there on June 5th and are going all the way until December 4th of 2021. So all like what is that truth, that universal truth of Sagittarius or the dualistic, um, you know, Gemini perspective? There's two or three or multiple sides to every story. What is that that disinformation and inability to distill the truth is really um, showing up in this insane way <laughs> with these with these nodes. Um, and I think, you know, as you're talking about. October being a one month, I'm also thinking about how that dovetails with Mars, which will be retrograde in Aries uh, for the entire month of October. Mars usually spends six or seven weeks in one zodiac sign. And but when it goes retrograde every two years, it usually takes an extended tour through one or two signs. So it's actually 
in Aries for the six-month period from June 27th of this year till January 6th of 2021. Mars is the ruler of Aries, so it's doubling down that intense, combative energy. In fact, like just days after Mars went into Aries was when those unmarked white vans showed up and started scooping Portland protesters off the streets. And there's been a lot more gun act, you know, people showing up with guns, civilians, shootings, you know, so like, What's happening with Mars retrograde from September 9th till November 13th, Mars retrograde in Aries, is that we kind of have to find our boundaries, find, you know, like it's there's this natural desire when Mars is direct in Aries to just charge ahead. But when it's retrograde, it's like, whoa, you start hitting yourself against you start getting injured from that. And you have to realize, like. My world, my truth, what is my, what do I believe? And it's like, I think a lot of people are experiencing anxiety as the month opens up because we're not, we've got become addicted to like checking our news feeds, checking social media, looking for consensus and agreement out there. And all of a sudden it's all about personal responsibility, personal, um, personal truths, personal beliefs, like, and, and. I think we've lost our ability with social media in some ways to really think for ourselves. And maybe maybe October's challenging us to distill like our own points of view. I don't know. What do you think, Felicia? I absolutely agree. I mean, because the if we, you know, if we focus on the five and well, if we focus on the one, which is what you, you know, brought you into play with this. The one is all about individuation. It's all about independent thinking and being independent and kind of having that that sense of self, right? So it really plays very, very uh, much into what you're talking about uh, with the with that with that kind of energy. And yet, on top of that, with the five, it, it, I would also point out that the five energy brings in this whole. Um, rubric around moving forward, not backward. Mm. Because Mm. the five is progression. The five is always moving forward. The five is versatile. The five is expansive. It's it's a catalyst. Okay. It's catalytic energy. And so we're all going to be asked to move forward in some way. And yet you know, as we are all observing the the uncertainty that we are in is causing massive amounts of anxiety <laughs> um, yeah. across the board. It's like we're walking the plank, right? And wondering if we're just going to, you know, fall off the precipice into the abyss. And mm-hmm. so that is going to push all of us to one of the second levels of the five energy that it's always bringing to the table when we're dealing with a five is fear. Where, Uh, you know, where is our fear? And it's almost as though we have to do all kinds of shadow work or all sorts of self-exploration about one of the questions that is so simple and yet so profound, really, to ask ourselves and and, uh, is, you know, if the world were to crumble in front of you or below you, (laughs) which is kind of, in many ways, what is somewhat happening right now, in an unprecedented way is what is your biggest fear? Mm. And often that will surprise you if you really sit down and take that question to heart 
and answer it very authentically and honestly, it might very much surprise each and every one of us what our, what our biggest fear actually is. And I believe that October is going to bring that up uh, to all of us on a, on a platter. Wow. Deal with your fears. I mean, that is, I've already been feeling the collective anxiety. I've been, I started doing a meditation app, um, really feeling the need to like sit outside. I, even if it's raining, I got a little covered porch in my, my house and I just sit out there and just let myself be in the energy of like I've had to breathe and I've been waking up with like a racing heart. Now, you know, it's interesting you talk about the kind of like, what is that thing that we're afraid of? And I think it's like, there's a big fear of the familiar crumbling away. And like the, you know, I mean, this is all like wisdom traditions have one version of another of talking about the void or hell, or, you know, it's like that nothingness. So again, we, uh, earlier I mentioned Jupiter, Saturn and Pluto doing this unprecedented, uh, you know, joint tour through Capricorn uh, that we haven't seen since, and it's not completely unprecedented, but since 1285 AD, so it's been <laughs> a while. Um, Jupiter, uh, Zeus, Jupiter rules the heavens. Pluto is Hades, Pluto rules hell. And Saturn is like that boundary, that tangible earth. So it's kind of interesting, like we're kind of traversing and I'm, I'm not a Buddhist, but I know that that in Buddhism, I believe there's like those different levels between heaven and hell that you can ascend. I don't, and I'm sorry to all Buddhist listeners if I'm getting that wrong. I shouldn't speak on such topics without clarity, but um, I do know that. You know, that stairway to heaven also begins <laughs> in Pluto's underworld. And make sure you secure that ladder. That, you know, like what, again, like what would happen? And we're all looking at that, like with the economy, with COVID, you know, like what would happen if we lost it all? I think that is one of the major fears that people have, like, what if I lost what's familiar to me, especially at this moment in time and history? That's like really a worse nightmare for people. But at the same time, our gripping on to the familiar may also be preventing us from allowing something better to come in. And I wonder if part of this five instability and at the and it does show astrologically in 2021 as well that we're all going to kind of be asked to let go of certain bedrocks that we have invested in and are hanging on to so that something that is actually new can be created i mean we the system that we live in is not working for enough people. <laughs> yeah, it's not. And I would think, and I, I would love to observe also that um, to kind of hop on that thought that you had there is I've been working with so many um, clients this year who, you know, you kind of, it, it's like, well, how's this all treating you? You know, it's, it, you have to kind of enter into conversations kind of uh, trepidatiously. And yet I can't tell you how many people have come to me in this massive transition. And yet it is, it's like the accelerated program, right? Mm. It's like, you know, my marriage has been 
you know, not okay for however long. And just suddenly it is, I mean, it is one thing one day and one thing the other day. My job, I got, you know, my job is gone. Or I finally decided that this is just, if, if, if this is it, if this is the apocalypse and I'm at, who am I and what do I really want? And why am I hanging on to this job that is sucking my soul out with a straw? You know, I'm going to make the move. I'm going to do it. So it has really accelerated. And I just, I can't tell you how many people have been exhilarated while they're free falling. You know, it's like this fear that takes, that takes the place of, of this stability, but they know that it's bringing them to their more, I don't, I don't even know, you know, authentic place or karmic place or the, where their soul, you know, needs to be. I don't mean to be too out there, but, but the more people I talk to, those are, those are pretty calm terms that I've been hearing. Yeah. I mean, people are feeling this incredible intensity around purpose and around, and, and all of those things and the acceleration that happens here, the five brings in the need for resilience Mm, great word again because the five is about change so it's about hey can you change direction and be curious about it and happy and 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 like oh okay i thought i was going over there but i guess i'm going over here (laughs) and you know uh right and so it's it's a matter of really working with with some more flexibility with some more resilience while also keeping your feet on the ground on, on on some level right that's the challenge of, totally of of all of that, yeah. And that is that is that so dovetails with Mars and Aries. You know, Mars Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. It rules the head, the brain, and Mars is this accelerator energy. It's like forward. So like our minds, you know, learning some Jedi mind training would be really really smart. And I'm, you know, the Headspace meditation app, I've been, you know, I'm not a, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I go in and out of meditating, but I just decided to do the basics on it. And one of the things I love about it is just like, it kind of has you focus on your breath and then like, just let your mind go free. And and it's like, it allows you to just observe your mind and, and any meditation should do that. It's like about disconnecting from the thoughts, you know, creating a space there so that you can at least you can observe them instead of reacting and responding. And that's going to be really, really important to do. Breath is the ultimate currency. I mean, like as Jupiter, Saturn and Pluto take us up and down that escalator from heaven to hell to Earth and like purgatory and, you know, like it's just like we may want to just step back and watch ourselves going like these little create like I'm going up, I'm going down, I'm going up, I'm up and down and just go take a breath. I mean, like literally with COVID, you know, I mean, I don't think there's breath is all we have. It's our life. Without that, we don't have we're not here. We don't exist. And and if we're we focused, yeah. And if we're focused, mm-hmm. if we actually are breathing, we can't feel that sense of anxiety because we have to be mm. present mm-hmm. because ang- like, and it- anxiety is a projection into the future, right? Into this fearful, worrisome, <laughs> you know, future. Right. And, and, you know, it's interesting because I saw a, a brief video the other day um, by Elizabeth Gilbert, who is a five life path 
Mm, and of course so she is. She, yeah, so she's that. <laughs> that makes so much sense. That is so her. eat, pray, love. It is yeah. so eat, pray, love. And yet my, my only reason for bringing it in is, is for you because it was about her expectations for this year. She thought she was going to be traveling and living out of a suitcase and doing all of this and everything else. And that got curtailed. She's been alone in her own home. Uh, she's been all of these things. And she said that she has... And advanced levels of anxiety right now mm. and and is working with that and she went back to she said and and then I thought wow I've been studying spiritual tools for 25 years now and now I guess it's time to stop practicing and start doing yes and, and yes. she said basically that she you know confronted that herself with that. And she said she literally had to leave where she was and just go sit in a corner and breathe and just count her breath until she got herself back together. And I think it's a beautiful illustration of an encapsulization of what we're talking about right now. Um, that, you know, it, it's coming down to the moment by moment and being able to widen our expectations to change and shift and to actually make our expectations have no expectations. You know, it's a little, a little bit of baby Yoda there, but hey, you know. <laughs> baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah so I, I believe that as we, as we kind of are, are in October to keep these ideas and these themes, you know, when we're feeling overwhelmed and everything else, when we have expectation, the only suffering is when our expectations are not met. So if we can release that sense of expectation, we can flow a bit more. And I know that it's not, it's never easy and it's, and I'm not lecturing <laughs> because well, I have know, as I, much a of a people, trouble doing this as a anybody. Lot of people, a lot of people have been talking, I've heard the word acceptance just come out of a lot of people's mouths lately, accepting what is so, um, accepting that there's, a chance that there won't be a peaceful turnover of power if, you know, Biden wins the U.S. election, accepting that there may be violence at polling sites, accepting that there is this complete divide, accepting that the media is manipulating us, accepting that, you know, people are capable of some really heinous things and we're seeing them all on display and it's like there's been this sort of collective like oh my god i can't believe it oh he said this and, sh and now and it's not that we want to become acceptance is it numbing out to it it's just going okay you yeah know? i think it's acceptance it has the layer for me there is is acknowledgement rather i guess i don't know i'm, I'm mincing words but acknowledgement but also um oh what was I going to say? It, it's less about acceptance and more about about having that sense of vulnerability around it. Um, I right, don't know. like facing yeah. the fear, you know, and the thought yeah. of, like, without accept. I think you know, also fear can come from a lack of acceptance. Like, I don't want to look. I can't see that. But if we allow ourselves, perhaps the five and one energy of this month will allow us. And you know, so, and and Mars kind of being a little tamed in retrograde, we can. Take a breath, summon our courage and go like, well, what if? 
and maybe play out a few of those what if scenarios. Exactly. And not be so reactionary is really what I was, you know, ex- ah. to, to the, the acceptance comes with, you know, facing something or being able to process it and not reacting to it um, in a oh, way, right. Um, to, to allow it to allow it to flow <laughs> in some way, because it's, it's a fine line, right? When there's violence and when there's, um, all of these very real, um, serious, um, activities that are going on. And, uh, anyway, but I think the reaction, the reactionary part is something that we can all uh, benefit from uh, across the board, right? And that's where that breath, just taking that pause, that little breath comes in. One good thing, though, is that as of October 4th, Pluto will be direct. Uh, Saturn turned direct, ended its retrograde on, on the 29th of September. Jupiter turned direct on September 12th. So those outer planets, they're retrograde for five months every year. There's just no way around it. Mm-hmm. But with them all in direct motion, we're not going to be pulled so far down. So we can actually take the lessons of that we've been learning since late April, mid-May, and start to apply them too. So I think like where it's felt like, oh my God, this is just like, we're just bottoming out and going down so low. Like as Pluto reverses motion early October on the 4th, like, and goes like we can actually start as kind of there's like the okay we've hit the bottom all right there's you know there's nowhere to go but up from here like so i do take heart in that and i know that the five energy like you know i kind of it's like there is a little bit of that ability to kind of fiddle while rome burns and maybe that's okay this month a little to grab a violin and a bottle of something and just say, screw it, I'm going to have a good time right now. I'm going to have romance or a wild adventure or something. Like, is it, can, is it oh, okay yeah. to do that? Like, how can we self-soothe our way using the five's pleasure and hedonism a little bit? Yes, you know? <laughs> the five is about, uh, you know, those escape hatches, you know, wherever you can find your pleasure, wherever you can, you know, and, and given it's just one month, oh, go ahead, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you recommend, like, I mean, our, we may need to like know our limits, but is yes. it a little escapism okay? I I believe so. If it if it comes for me, what I find is, you know, in my circle, there are some people who are so bogged down with all of this that it's like it's just so heavy and so agitating that yes, October would be a wonderful month to take a break. It's yeah. it's all gonna be there. <laughs> You know, it's all going to be there when you come back. Um, So take a break and find find some pleasure where you can and enjoy yourself. Have some fun. Uh, I think about singing, singing being a great way of like doing breath work, breath work, doing any doing something new. I mean, again, the five is all about all about, uh, you know, trying new things and experiencing new people, new new stuff, you know, so anything that that's interesting is really a good thing to, um, I don't want to say to distract, uh, and yet for distraction, something. We all need a bubble. Yeah. A little bubble that we can step in and out of. We're not, not to ignore the world around us, but to actually like 
have a bubble to go into to just like remain you have to rest sane. for a minute yeah yeah you have to rest for a minute and you have to remain sane exactly it's a great way of putting it so um, <laughs> just as long as it doesn't it don't, just don't end up in rehab everyone that's all uh, so yeah. just uh I, I, forget to sign your ballot you know? <laughs> that's right oh my god <laughs> seriously <laughs> i mean my god you know it's just i i'm I mean, at least we have Libra season going until the 22nd, uh, 23rd, depending on your time zone of October. And that is going to bring some romance and pleasure and more of the the sexy, seductive, indulgent side of the five to the four. When Scorpio season begins, then on the 22nd, I imagine it'll probably... You know, and that just countdown to the U.S. election will probably feel a little more of the intensity. But, hey, take beauty breaks, too. That's really important. Like, you know, you don't have to overindulge, but like, you know, be- you know, beauty is the goddess energy and we need to bring in as much of that. I feel like Ruth Bader Ginsburg is up there like reminding us of the importance of the divine feminine and pushing that energy down for us to like because it's really it's really easy to get the fears when you're facing your fears to like try to soothe by pumping up the archetypal masculine especially with mars and aries i'm gonna fight i'm gonna be in warrior mode i'm gonna uh, and like that just really wreaks havoc on our whole endocrine systems our brains our everything so it's like what about beauty create beauty harmony and love and peace and relatedness during libra season two which is also i think and a go five and thing, make right? love not war right so yeah there we go the more we can do that the better well felicia any any other bits of advice for the month there for people you know, I think that we've we've covered it. I think that it's really, you know, about freedom and and all that goes with it. And it's about moving forward and facing those fears, revealing those fears, seeing what they are, and again, allowing processing time, not re- not reacting and responding. It may be a great time to kind of go back to a few of our favorite Brene Brown videos, also, and look at vulnerability and how do we. How can we kind of embrace our sense of vulnerability right now, not only in our personal lives, but just overall? Um, I think those are really key, uh, key elements that might be very useful for us, for all of us right now. Oh, absolutely. And she's a Scorpio. So definitely when Scorpio and also a five. there. She's also oh, she's a five. A, really? Yes, she and Elizabeth Gilbert. So those fives are such great wisdom carriers. I mean, yeah. it's the Hierophant is the five in the master arcana. So I always kind of think of that sort of even though all the fives I know. Yeah, fives I know are all full of wisdom, but also the ones who will go out for a drink with you at three o'clock in the morning. So I love my five life path people. And you know what? We may be up half the night drinking you know i don't know i'm not sorry i'm not i'm not proposing that anyone who's not you know you can drink tea sure whatever it is but whatever you know we're not here to judge but it could be one of those gather around the fire we need to yeah yeah a moment here to like get ourselves one of my friends is in Hawaii living on off the grid in a solar powered jungle canopy little shanty with oh, nothing wow. around her. And I'm like, you know what? 
that's probably the really the best idea for the month of October, but we can't all do that. So Felicia, do you have any um offerings that people would be interested in? I know you have many, but what are your what's what are the highlights? You're doing readings now or classes or what have you yeah, got going on? For we're doing so we're doing readings uh, always and we do have a we do have a coaching group, but that's uh, at the tail end and we'll be offering some more of those in 2021. I figure the oh, holidays cool. are not the most advantageous time where people feel like they have a lot of spare time to be doing doing that but we've got we've got some great uh, forecasts for uh, 2021 that are available there and uh, chart readings so just uh, take a look at feliciabender.com and uh, if you're numerology curious absolutely you can link to that I highly recommend getting a reading with Felicia. I get one every single year. And of course, I get my special little VIP readings as we're talking throughout the year. But, you know, just knowing that this year was going to be a nine year for me um, was has just it just set me up. I was ready. For, I was actually ready for this time of isolation and quarantine and upheaval and things that I'm shedding and thing, new things coming in and just surrendering. So, you know, and, and understanding the way my whole uh, numerological chart, if you will, it's the perfect companion to an astrological chart. Um, being a Sagittarius six life path explains so much of my dual nature of traveler and home lover. So there's a lot to it. It's amazing. And Felicia's wisdom is just life changing. So you can also, there's, a, if you, we have a link if you're watching, if you're watching from our site. So FeliciaBender.com and Felicia, like November's a two month. So, and then a six, right? Or yes. yeah, two, six. So there's a lot more love so and vibes coming in there, yeah. <laughs> but we all must make it through October, but November, November is more about coming together and taking care of each other. I'd imagine. So remember that if, even if we, pull apart and that there is maybe it's okay to, is it okay for people to let shit break this month in in october like does it have to break before it can mend oh gosh i probably just a big existential yeah just a big an, existential question before we end i started this. to say where's jean paul sartre when you need him you know so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah are the cockroaches coming home to roost? No, I don't know. We're just, it's, I feel that astrologically, like what we consider a break might actually be that, you know, breaking through a wall to let the light in, to let the new energy and the, the fresh healing in, you know, sometimes you have to, when a bone is only partially broken, they have to just crack it all the way. Ugh. But it is kind of necessary to break past those walls. And sometimes that that the courage to let go is going to be a big one this month. So everybody, keep checking in at astrostyle.com. We've got daily, weekly, monthly horoscopes to get you through. Felicia's uh, numerology is there on astrostyle.com slash numerology. So you can read all about your life path number and all kinds of other juicy things. We'll be here to guide you along and talk to you next month. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And thanks, Felicia. It was great to 
be with you here again. You too. Bye. Bye.